This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 311 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Andy Coons. Now, he's not only a good neighbor for people, but he's a good neighbor for pups. His company is Pup Defense. And Andy, for starters, welcome. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I got to tell you, when Barb uh, presented the interview and said, hey, you're going to be interviewing Pup Defense, I was like, what the heck is Pup Defense? And I know our listeners are wondering the same thing. So let's get into it. Tell us about Pup Defense. Yeah, so Pup Defense, um, as it already is in the name, Pup stands for puppy and then defense to protect your puppy. Uh, it's actually a cane toad repellent. So for those of those listeners that don't know what cane toads are, um, down here in southwest Florida, right now actually everywhere in Florida, cane toads are a very big kind of toad that have a bufu toxin, which means when you get too close to that toad, they want to protect themselves and they release a toxin on the back of their of their body. And if a dog gets too close and licks it or bites it, depending on the size of your dog, your dog could be dying within 10 to 15 minutes. Wow. And they have been introduced actually by the sugar industry many, many years ago because they thought to bring them over here because they're not native to Florida. Huh. To bring them over here would help them with the bugs they had in the sugar fields. But that didn't really work. However, they just got widespread and now we have them all over Florida into <laughs> Alabama and Mississippi. Um, so our company really has a cane toad repellent, which you spray into your backyard. Um, and the the toads will stay out of your backyard and don't come in there anymore. So you don't have to worry about your about your pups. Um, and the most important thing is that pup defense is completely organic. There's no poison in it. We are exempt from the EPA. We are registered with the Florida Department of Agriculture. Um, so it's safe for your dog. I mean, your dog can eat it. Of course, don't give it to him as food, but they can eat it. They can lick on it and nothing's going to happen. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, you know, you're kind of treating one evil with another, but the fact that it's, uh, you know, safe, I guess, uh, is beneficial, obviously, uh, for our dogs. How about, where did Pup Defense come from? How did you get into this? Uh, What was your journey like? That's what all my friends ask me from back home in Germany because I've worked in the medical device industry and IT consulting industry, and all of a sudden I'm I'm selling granulates to for pesticides. <laughs> um, but it's it's a it's a typical startup story. I saw a problem and there was no solution, so I tried to take it in my own hands. You know, um, so it actually started around two and a half to three years ago, and I came home to my house and it was late at night. I think about eleven or midnight almost. And the house looked like a crime scene. You know, there was water all over the kitchen. There were towels on the floor. The light was on. But my ex-wife and my dog was missing. Nobody was at home. And I was like, okay, something happened here because I don't know where they are. Uh, It looked like something happened in the house. So it turned out that uh, my ex-wife left my dog outside to go to the bathroom one more time before going to bed. And she was luckily standing outside on the patio watching him. And she saw something jumping and he went right after it and licked the toad and she got to him and he was already foaming out of his mouth. He was shaking like he would have a seizure. So 
we knew about those codes and on our fridge we had like a magnet that said exactly what you should do like first responder uh, stuff you should do so she had him upside down in the kitchen counter to to put water in his mouth and rinse his mouth out right so he doesn't swallow it but most of the toxins come out but then she still um she still drove him to the emergency room and luckily he survived and he's good now uh, but that was a, a crazy experience um yeah. so the next I looked, what can we do? I don't want, you know, we have a nice big backyard. I want my dogs to have fun and play outside. That's why we have it. That's why we didn't pool. That's why we have a big backyard for the dogs. And now I don't want to stand there outside every time and be afraid that my dog's going to die while he's playing, playing out there. So I looked online and we couldn't find anything. You know, there's a lot of poison out there, but mm -hmm. I don't want to put poison in my backyard, not for my dog, not for other animals, not for the environment. It's, it's just a bad thing to do, in my opinion. And then I found a lot of repellents out there, but there's nothing specific to cane toads. You know, there are repellents that say all kinds of rodents, they will be gone. I don't believe in that because not all animals are the same. It just doesn't work. Um, so I thought we have to do something ourselves. And that's when I contacted a local Naples pest control company and told them about my problem and told them what I want to do. And it has to be organic. And then there was a lot of trial and error and a lot of testing until we found something that worked and i always tell people i did that for myself i did that for my dog and i tested it on my dog on my backyard hmm. and it worked and then my neighbors asked me if they can have some to use it in their backyard and my friends asked me and eventually i was like well so many people ask for it of course it's not super critical to always only say i want to help people but this could be a business so I got in with my best friend. We started a website. We built a company around it. Um, it was a slow start, but uh, now it was a great year. We sell all over Florida, and it is successful also in the local market specifically because we started here mm. and on two years ago. But in the summer of this year, we decided to go into retail stores, but we didn't want to go into any, you know, PetSmart or the big chain companies because it's it's very risky. It costs a lot of money and you know, they don't need you the nice, like you say, the neighborhood business where you can talk with each other. Um, so what we did is we looked at local small mom and pop pet stores and created win-win-win-win situations, actually, because our customers, they don't want to pay for expensive shipping because, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of volume and it's heavy. Uh, we don't want to handle so many orders. Uh, and the little, the little stores, they can make some extra money with it. So now people go pick it up, for example, in Naples at uh, Goodness for Pets. Uh, they are very into healthy and organic. Um, so you can just go there, pick it up, save the 6 $7 on shipping. They make a little bit of money. The customer pays a little less money. We have a little less work. Um, so that's that's the story how we got into that. Wow. Wow. That's great. So what's the, uh, the ultimate plan? Are you uh, looking at branching out into other states or what's uh, mostly online? Yeah, the next the next plan is really to get into more little pet stores all over Florida. Yeah. And over that one year, we gathered a lot of data where our customers are coming from, so we know where most of the toads are. If it is Boca Raton or or up in Jupiter, um, and we want to go over there to those pet stores and show them the numbers. Say, hey, we had I'm just making up numbers now seven hundred orders from your location in the last year. All those 700 could have come to your store. You would have made that money. They would have saved uh, the shipping costs, and everybody is happy. 
So we want to branch out more in those little pet stores. Um, and then ultimately, hopefully, we can find a solution that also works with other toads because uh, there are other poisonous toads in the U.S. Uh, okay. in but yeah, that's that's a long-term plan. <laughs> well, uh, and, and are they uh, those toads in Florida as well? They're in different parts of the country. No, those toads in Florida, they, they have a problem with the cold weather. But interestingly enough, they did a study over, I think, 10 years it was. And over the last 10 years, they adapted to be able to live in three degrees colder weather than 10 years ago. Wow. So like, 10 years ago, they were only here in the South Florida and maybe up to Orlando. Now you can find them all the way to Jacksonville, Alabama, Mississippi. Jeez. So I don't know how, how well they will adapt to really cold weather, but they are spreading definitely. Um, and they are huge in Hawaii. We get a lot of orders from Hawaii, but oh, that's yeah. and with the shipping costs. Um, so we are trying to find a business partner in Hawaii who can work with us and do that um, over there. Hmm. So there, there are a lot of opportunities. You just have to be strategic and do the right ones at the right time. Um, so it works out. But yeah, hmm. Florida or Southwest Florida is still our main focus for now. And it's, it's always great to hear stories from from customers about how they are feeling safe now with their pet because that's the ultimate goal. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. So are you uh, working on anything else or you focus this uh, 100% until you get it to where you want it to be? Well, this is actually a side business for me. And <laughs> I thought that might be. Uh, it started as a side business. Now it's taking up a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, but I'm actually working my full-time job. I'm a VP of marketing for a German medical device company. And I also work as startup consulting for many years because I had so many startups that I want to share the knowledge, good and bad, uh, good and bad with, with other people. Uh -huh. um, so I'm, I'm trying to keep and stay busy. <laughs> I, think, I think you've accomplished that. I do. And when you're not so busy with your various different positions there, what are you doing for fun? Yeah, I, I love to walk at the beach, um, sometimes in the morning for sunrise, even more than for sunset. Um, I'm living close to, to Vanderbilt Beach, so I enjoy that. Uh, I like playing golf, playing with my dogs. Um, I wish I could say I love to travel, which I do, but that hasn't happened for a long time now mm. because of the pandemic. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm doing good. So I'm, I'm still trying to go outside and just walk, play golf and do social distance hobbies. Yeah, that's awesome. How about looking back in life, Andy, a challenge or a hardship that you've been through that you can now say, Hey, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. What comes to mind? Um, a few actually, but, hmm. um, probably really being an entrepreneur because I came to the US I think around 12 years ago and I had my own companies since I got to the US and it was always a big dream to do that and it was fun but everybody out there that has his own company or was in a startup before knows it's not the same as working in a big corporation where you have your safety network where you have your salary no matter how good of a job you do or not maybe you get in trouble but you know you're safe and I put all my energy in my work. Um, I got investors. You know, when I get an investor into my company, I have a I have obligation to that person. And I feel for that person because it's that person's money. And my first company failed. And it was it was very hard on me because 
it's like a bad breakup. It's not just a job, you know, it's like something you were emotionally invested so much and all of a sudden it didn't work out anymore. And I did my second company right after that. I was jumping back in and said, no, I knew exactly what I did wrong. I tried again. This time it will be better. And the second company failed again. And that was, for me, it was like, okay, now I, I need to stop. I need to give up. My family told me, stop that. Get a normal job where you have your, your safe income and live just a normal life. Don't always try to be something special. And that triggers me because, no, I, I want to do. I want to have my own company. I want to employ people. Um, so I did get a normal corporate job, uh, but at the same time, already worked on my next business. And then all of a sudden, the success the success started. Hmm. You know, my next company was successful. Uh, same now with Pub Defense. The first half year, we maybe sold two, three products uh, a week. And I thought, okay, that's another blow. That's another company. It's going to fail. You put so much time in it. But all of a sudden, the orders are coming in, the orders are coming in, and all of a sudden, you sell 20 to 30 a day. And then you get a new store in Cape Coral and in Fort Myers and in Naples. And and that's, you know, not giving up and learning from your mistakes and just seeing them as a learning opportunity and part of the whole process and not of a defeat and stopping. I think that's that's how I think about those hardships. It, it all helped me to be where I am today. Uh, that's also why I say I'm I'm helping consulting startup companies. Uh, now you can say, well, you were not that successful at the beginning. <laughs> that's true, but those stories are the main things that I can I can tell people about. Don't do this. Don't do that. Uh, I work a lot with German companies that try to come over to the U.S. And um, just just a small example: if you own a company in the U.S. and part of the owners are from Germany or another company, uh, other country. You have to file a specific tax return. If you forget to do that or you are one minute late, you get a $25,000 penalty. Those are very small little things. But if you don't know them, many people fall into that trap. And those are the little things I learned. I write down everything that I learned, every mistake I did. And I try to teach them to other people that they don't have to do them. Wow. 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 <laughs> That is quite a story, Andy. And and you're right. You know, failure is a huge part of success and especially in business. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. you know, those who haven't, you know, been in business, you know, gotten you know involved in entrepreneurship, it's really hard to comprehend, really understand what drives an individual like you. You know, you just you're able to put. And, and I don't think failure is the right word. You know, really, it's like you said, you know, that learning experience and and as challenging and, and at times depressing as it was, you know, there are some really important lessons there that you're able to, you know, put that on the, you know, it's like scaling Mount Everest, right? You know, you got to get, you can't just take one leap to the top, right? You know, you you got to work your way up to base camp one and two and three. And occasionally there's an avalanche and, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, whatever it is, you know, a crater that opens up and uh, you got to navigate. And, and but my guess is uh, you wouldn't be the same guy if you didn't continue to do your entrepreneurial thing. I mean, it's Absolutely. just it's in your blood, right? Absolutely. And I always try to diversify the businesses you do. That's that's how I think about it. I'm actually from Germany originally, where when you work in a corporation, you know, when they want to let you go, you usually have three to six months of salary guaranteed afterwards. 
And I know that safety network doesn't exist everywhere in the US. It's a little different. So I think it's important having different income streams, being involved in different opportunities, different businesses, so that you won't ever have that problem that I lost a job and now I'm here without any income. I cannot pay my bills anymore. I'll have to look for a job. I need to learn something new. Learn something new right away. Like be involved in more than, than one venture. That's what I always try. And then it's also not too bad if, if one doesn't work out. <laughs> great advice. Great advice. Well, hey, I know our listeners want to learn more about Pup Defense. Where should we send them? Send them to pupdefense.com. Uh, we have our online store there, but we also have the information for all the local stores where you can go and pick it up yourself. Terrific. Terrific. Well, Andy, it's, it's been uh, just a lot of fun and man, you've uh, opened my eyes and uh, uh, we have a, uh, a little, a little dog here. So uh, we're definitely, I didn't even know this, this was a problem and that, you know, your product existed. So I'm sure a lot of our listeners are kind of saying the same things to themselves. So I would, I would think sales are going to pick up uh, even more so in the near future here. So, I hope so. We love to help. Yeah. Well, we wish you the absolute best. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.